Good morning. Parashat Tesaveh at the very onset has this command. Let me read it together with you. Ve'atas Tesaveh et b'nei Yisrael ve'ikhu elecha shemen zayit zach katit lamaor leha'alot ner tamid. Of course, it's the obligation of bringing pure olive oil, which would you be used lamaor for leha'alot ner tamid, for the menorah. And I'd like to use this pasuk and the description that follows to understand the concept of the Mishkan in general, which in turn could and should influence us in terms of our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Torah and Mitzvot, and then Jews as Jews in general. And it goes like this. When it comes to the Mishkan, there is, of course, a general question as to what is the Mishkan to represent? It's an interesting tabernacle, as I think it's referred to in English, a sanctuary for God. But what are we supposed to see in it? What was it supposed to be in terms of function for B'nai Israel then, and an everlasting meaning for us today? Ramban Nachmani, in two places in his commentary to the Torah, suggests that the Mishkan was the miniature Ma'amad Har Sinai, a once-in-existence experience at Har Sinai, God's revelation to an entire nation, was then made smaller, nestled away in this little building structure. Every time a person walked in there, they were supposed to experience something along the lines of Ma'amad Har Sinai. It was known as Mishkan Ha'idut. There was Aron Ha'idut, which had in it Luhot Ha'idut. The Ha'idut, the testimony mentioned all those times, refers to testimony of Har Sinai. You were supposed to enter in and feel God's presence in a way almost as manifested as you had at Har Sinai. That was the function of the Mishkan, generally speaking, according to Ramban Nachman. He finds many allusions in the Pesukim to suggest and to support this notion. The question that I have is just very basic. If that's what the Mishkan was about, well then how come the experience was so different than Har Sinai? The experience at Har Sinai was we stood back, we observed, we beheld, we heard the words of God. Mishkan, oh, I don't know if it was so relaxing, but the Mishkan, oh, oh, collapsed. But the Mishkan was about worship to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It was about sacrificing, it was about Ketoret, it was about Mizbeach, it was about Korbanot. It was anything but just observing and receiving. That's a very different notion. Is there any way to segue, any way to connect these two to one another? And in turn, what does that mean for us? So again, back to our first pasuk in the parasha, which talks about the menorah. And of course, the next pasuk talks about You should know the Mishkan had this menorah. It was right next to, adjacent to, the Aron, separated by a curtain, but that was what we had in the Mishkan. So you have a description at the onset of the parasha of the menorah and of the aron. Utensils in the Mishkan, which were actually functionally and in terms of what they represent, very similar. The Gemara, for example, in Masechet Bava Batra and Afkafe, uh, writes that a person who wants to be mahkim, a person who wants to search for wisdom, yadrim, they should face or they should focus themselves southernly. They should be in the direction of the south. For what reason? We would think it's the east, because that's the direction of the menorah. How do you like that? The Gemara in uh, the Gemara elsewhere suggests, uh, the Gemara Masech Menachot and Pehe says that Shemen uh, Zayit, that olive oil is, as Jesse reminded me a few weeks ago, a way for wisdom, chokmah. The menorah then represented chokmah to 
to a certain extent. In fact, the Midrash likens it as well to the Ner Mitzvah Ve'or Torah, Pasuk in Mishle Perek Vav, description of the light representing Chokmah. Aaron, of course, was very easily associated with knowledge, Torah, it had the Luchot in it. So the onset of the parashat describes for us then the Menorah and the Aaron representative of, in the easy sense, Ba'amad Har Sinai. The Menorah is radiating that light of Torah which begins in the Aaron, which began all the way back at Har Sinai. We begin Parashat Tetzaveh and we understand how the Mishkan was functioning. It was a place where Torah would be spread through, where Chokmat Hashem would be felt. But what's with the Korbanot? How do the Korbanot fit into that image? The truth is that there might be an illusion already here because the description of that Ner Tamid the constant lit menorah in the Mishkan, Rashi later on in Vayikra Perek Vav, cites from the Gemara in Masechet Yoman, Daf Memhe, uh, likens the Esh Tamid, the constant fire on the Mizbeach, to the Ner Tamid of the menorah. The rabbis suggest, again Rashi suggests, that Leha'alot Ner Tamid was a reference to, you went to the Kohen every day, to the Mizbeach, to the altar, you got from that fire and brought it to the menorah. But that's two very different actions. One is about slaughtering, sacrificing, approaching God, and then the other one, the menorah, is about receiving his word. Do you follow difficulty? It's the same difficulty we began with. We said, what was the mishkan? The mishkan was Har Sinai, observing, watching. I came for the show. Uh, the mishkan was really, though, in terms of how it functioned, about giving, about coming forward. And I believe that the menorah, the fire of the menorah, really represented that duality as well. That's what the rabbis are describing. On the one hand, the menorah is radiating the light of the Aaron. On the other hand, it's coming from the fire which we lit in the context of our sacrifice to God because the message of the Mishkan, the description of the menorah and the Mizbeach as they come together as one is that we, as people who observe Torah, who understand Torah, realize that Torah is something which makes up our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And what I mean by that is that oftentimes we believe we do to God in worship of Avodah, but that is what determines our relationship. Instead of realizing as well, listening to his words through Torah is what fills out that relationship. Imagine sitting with your wife or your children and just talking the whole time. Imagine sitting at a meal or having a conversation. That's not a conversation. That's a, not a dialogue, that's a monologue. If the Mishkan were to represent only sacrificing, it would be no relationship at all. If the Mishkan was only the receiving, I'm reflecting on last night, it's quite the opposite in my marriage. In my marriage, it's the monologue from the other side. That's right, okay, that one's kosher. I'm just trying to balance it the other way for those of us who speak too much, it's not me. Anyway, indeed. Uh, but the description again of the Mishkan then, of this fire on the menorah coming from the Mizbeach is to understand on the one hand, Torah is about listening and receiving. On the other hand, it's about filling out that relationship. It is the words of Harambam and Sefer HaMitzvot. In Mitzvah Harambam over there talks about Avodah. Ul Avdo Bechol Levavchem. What does it mean to worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu? Ovdehu Bemikdasho. Worship Him in the Mikdash. Ovdehu Betorato. 
the Oved HaKadosh Baruch Hu through Torah as well. The experience of Har Sinai in a sentence was flawed, led us to Heta Egel because we didn't have involvement. We were just spectators. We just had the monologue which we were listening to. And at a certain point, even the husband or wife who loves listening to the other without their input, it's not a relationship at all. So the Mishkan balanced the two. The Mishkan brought about a menorah, which was the reflection of the Torah, but the fire was brought from the avodah of the Mishkan that worship. It's a description, I believe, that needs to ring true in each of our own lives. We assume we think that we have two modes in our lives as Jews. We do mitzvot and we follow Torah in terms of reading it and understanding its message instead of realizing those are two sides of the same coin. On the one hand, I listen to his words and I let them penetrate my soul. On the other hand, it inspires me further to, so to speak, speak back to him. Instead of just having it as me listening to him through Torah or just having it as me doing to him, it makes, it fashions one relationship, Ma'amad Har Sinai, someone as a matter of fact suggested this to me this past week, he said Ma'amad Har Sinai was a difficult experience for us as a nation. I'll tell you why. It was all, or could have been mistaken all, as intellectual. That's what it was. It was a time during which we heard and saw and understood uh, where were my hands moving? Where was my involvement? The avodah in the worship respect was kind of lost. Says HaKadosh Baruch Mishkan. Build a mishkan. Use your hands. Get involved. Not only that, sacrifice in it. But let that be my mishkan while you're there. Ma'amad Har Sinai coupled with your involvement. In truth, every time we study Torah, studying Torah is supposed to be seen by us as a way of worship as well. We call it in English today, learning. Anyone aware of the etymology of learning? My grandfather always said, study Torah. Today everybody seems to say learning. Why do we say learning? Learning, you're gonna get a little nervous right now. Learning, if I'm not mistaken, comes from the Yiddish, from laning. Laning means to read. Every time we talk about learning Torah, we're talking about reading Torah. It's, a, it's the wrong word. It's a misnomer. You're supposed to say studying Torah. Why do we say that? Because as Jews, we envision our study of Torah as part of our worship. There's no division between study and practice. It's one and the same. Every time I read its words, I'm at the same moment being Oved HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's my way of approaching him and having him approach me. The description of the Mishkan then is very telling to each of us in our own lives. It's a description of who we should be as Jews. A failure of Har Sinai in the respect of our relationship. Not reception, we heard his words, but we were jolted backwards and weren't able to come forward. The Mishkan was supposed to be our opportunity to take that fire from the Mizbeach and transfer it to the Menorah, to take the message of the Torah and have it combined with our action of the Mizbeach. In truth, and I'll conclude with this, the Pasuk says to Moshe Rabbeinu, Kadosh Baruch Hu says, that when you leave Egypt, what are you going to do? Moshe wants to know what to tell the people. Ta'avdun et ha'elohim al ha'har hazeh. Listen to the words one more time. What is the objective of leaving Egypt? Oh, getting the Torah, of course. Listen to the word. Ta'avdun. Ta'avdun. You'll worship HaKadosh Baruch Hu on this mountain Har Sinai. One second, that's not the way I think about it. What was Har Sinai? It wasn't a worship experience. It was a spectacle. I was watching the show. It was fantastic. It was great. Maybe I was jolted backwards. The objective, the real purpose was Ta'avdun. Was to have a relationship. Was to not just be listening 
but to be speaking and approaching as well, to bring it back one last time to the Pesukim at the beginning of the Parashah then. The Parashah begins with the light of the menorah, Chokmah, Torah, the Luchot of the Aron adjacent to it, Chokmah, Torah, and if you read carefully and through the prism of the rabbis, you understand that that fire which was lit on the menorah, taking the Chokmah of the Torah and combining it with the Mizbeach. It came from the fire of the Mizbeach, that fire in the menorah, teaching us that our relationships with HaKadosh Baruch Hu are one which is dual, two-sided. We don't just listen to his words in Torah, and we don't just perform acts. We don't just talk, we don't just listen. We have a relationship. If we listen carefully enough, we'll actually hear his word. If we act sensitively enough, he'll actually accept our worship to him. The Mishkan, then, is the greatest representation, I believe, as Ramban Nachmani tells us, of Ma'amad Har Sinai, but it's done in the way that's appropriate for normal human beings. Instead of being a part of an experience which is supposed to be worship, but it seems like she won't stop talking the whole time. The Mishkan is constructed by us, involvement with our deeds, the sacrifices brought by us, while at the same time listening carefully as he speaks to us through the or of the Torah. Shabbat shalom.